Hey guys, Rose here back with a new podcast. Today we're gonna start our new two weeks, and today's gonna be two weeks on this two these two weeks are gonna be a two weeks on the Old Testament. So today we're gonna start all the way from the beginning, the first book, the first chapter in the whole Bible, Genesis number one. So this is day one. Today we're gonna talk about the story of creation. I think y'all have heard about this, but um it's good to inform our inform ourselves again, right? So let's get started. Like always, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just a few little snippets of it. Alright, so let's start on verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Now earth was formless and empty. Darkness was all over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So he created earth and heaven, right? And so earth has absolutely nothing on it. So right now, earth is completely empty. There's just nothing there. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw, the, saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called light. So he added the sun and this was the first day. And God said, hey, let there be expanse between the waters to separate waters from water. So God made expanse and separate the water under the expanse from water above it. And this was the second day and he called it the sky and the water. And God said, let their water be under the sky and be gathered into one place. I let dry around ground appear. And then he called the dry ground land. He dry he called the dry ground land. So here he's separating the the water and the land. He was making land because before it was just water. Now he's adding some land. Then God said, let, their, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on land Bear fruit will seed on it. This was the third day. Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let there be lights in the expanse of the sky and give them on earth. He made the stars. That's what the the fourth day. I let and then God said, Let the water tea leak team with the living creatures let birds fly above the earth quasi expansion of the sky so god created great creatures of the sea and every moving thing which the water team so basically here he does not create all animals but he creates the the birds and the sea creatures this was the fifth day let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. So here he is making the the actual animals. Then God said, let them make a man in our image, in our likeness. Let them be ruled over the fish of sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock all over the earth, and over all creatures that move along the ground. So God created men in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on its faith of the earth and every tree that has fruit with seed on it, they'll be yours for food. So here's saying that any fruit with seed in it is yours for to consume and everything that moves on the ground, I give you for food. So I give you plants for food and I give you animals for food. So let's look at a little bit of a. So that that was the whole chapter. So let's look a little bit about background, right? So Genesis one says a little about the process God used in creation. He doesn't. He just says, "Oh, I made this. I made the day. I made the sun. I made the vegetation." But he doesn't really say how he made it, right? 
So you'll find no explanations of DNA or the scientific principles behind creation. For this reason, controversy springs up in classrooms, um, even in courts, between those who see God's hand in creation and those who see it behind evolution. The opening chapter of the Bible, however, does insist on two facts. One is creation is God's work, is God's work, and creation is good. Well, I mean the, and and, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. That's what mainly Genesis you hear a lot. And God said, and God said, and God said, and this phrase beats a, all the way through this chapter. Butterflies, waterfalls. Dolphins, praying, uh, kangaroos, they're all God's ideas. This magnificent world is like a museum displaying um, God's artistic genius. And and that follows in the Bible, reinforces the clear message of Genesis 1. Behind living, behind of all history, there is a God. Every helium atom, every uh, galaxy, every living creature exists because God wants it to. Think of Genesis 1 or 3 as an artistic signature on a painting when God's saying, this is mine. Let's look at, let's look back at 1 to 3 where he says, um, oh, I believe this chapter in my entire. And look at, let's look at the other fact. The other, so the first fact was that creation is God's work. And now we're going to look at the second fact, which is creation is good. In our day, we hear alarming reports about nature, global warming, polluted oceans, and, uh, you know, all this destruction and all that. And much has changed. Much has been spoiled since creation. And and Genesis 1 describes the unspoiled world God designed. You know, and whatever beauty we sense in nature today echoes, however faintly, that pristine state. In fact, the the Bible opens and closes with much the same scenery, a garden, a watered by the river, with human beings living in actual presence of God. These two scenes are like brackets of perfection around the history of a badly scarred planet. Basically, um, and even an astronaut, they 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 uh, an astronaut a a astronaut named Frank Borman, he. He read this very chapter on a tele on a telecast from outer space during a Christmas season, and he was gazed and he gazed out his window. He saw Earth as a brightly colored ball hanging alone on the darkness of space. It looked like it once was awesomely beautiful and, and terribly fragile. It it looked like the view from Genesis one. So basically, if you think Earth is beautiful now, you cannot compare it to how it was before. Because how it was now and before is there is no comparison. Because we ruined the Earth. God did not ruin the Earth at all. People say, why is there climate change? Why is there slavery? Or why is there, um, I don't know, all this crap. We, God did not make this. God did not make um, abortions. He did not make slavery. He did not make... Um, suffering starvation he did not make this we made it ourselves this is all created by us the way we destroy the earth is all created by us god does not make it god did not make climate change god did not make our waters to rise well however however it's different since we are in the times of before his return yes things have to come according to the bible but even before that and things caused by 
climate change, this was all our faults. You know, the things that are all our faults. But the thing is that God, he does allow it, but he did not create it. So imagine earth being as all green, like beautiful, not like... Not a single big city nearby full of gas, full of cars, you know, so tight. Just imagine, like, I don't know, the most beautifulest place you've been in, the most greenery. Imagine that, but ten times better, even more green. The sky is beautiful blue, a beautiful um, cornflower blue, you know. Varieties of blue, varieties of green, varieties of creatures, these beautiful creatures, you know. That's what we have to imagine. But yeah, that's, that's Genesis 1. See you guys tomorrow.